I'm going to jump right into this. So it was 1999. And by the way, I'm not going in any chronological order right now. I'll let you know what year we're in, if it's relevant. Right now it is. We're getting ready for Y2K. We don't know what's going to happen. I'm stocking up on water and food and weapons. Because we don't know if the doors are going to open. At the time, I was in ad seg, administrative segregation. You know, 23-hour lockdown. They let me out for an hour a day. But I didn't. they were thinking that all the doors were going to just pop open. And I had a few enemies around me. So I was ready. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But anyway, I'm at French Robertson Unit, Rock and Robin. And I'm in SEG, and I we hear of everything going on in population. We're informed. And we hear that a guy got killed in population. Okay. We think, well, that happens, no big deal, right? Okay, well, listen to this. So this guy was going home in a few weeks. Okay. Now they decide that they're going to hit somebody. So they tell him, you're going to do it. Now it doesn't matter. There's, you know, plenty of people around with life sentences or 75, 80 year sentences. They're not going anywhere. You hand them a piece of metal, they'll go stick it in somebody real quick just for a change of scenery for something different because they get bored so but they tell this guy to do it okay yeah well okay so that's not unheard of either i'm sure it's been done somewhere before you know dude's only about 22 23 years old came did about seven eight months getting ready to go home yeah, here, you're going to go kill somebody for us. All right. But here's the catch, too. We're not going to give you a weapon. Just go in there, close the door behind you so nobody gets out, and then we're going to slide a shank under the door. And you get it and just do what you got to do. How that made sense to anybody is beyond me but he did he went in the cell closed the door behind him and the dude in there jumped up of course and somebody threw a shank in there and it went past him and the other guy got it and killed him so the guy that was supposed to get killed ended up killing the guy that's going home in a few weeks and you know, man, that was just, that did something to me inside. That really, it pissed me off and it hurt me. I mean, this guy's two weeks from going home and they sent him home in a box, you know. So, okay, so here's the, the politics of the psychology behind it. And it's, it's just so simple and sad but you have somebody that is in charge here we've already spoken about how they have their own little municipality in there their own fiefdom okay that's just the way it is 
controlled insanity. Remember? So whoever's been delegated or relegated to be in charge, he made the decision to send this guy that was going home. Now, I was there, but I was in SEG. They were in population. So I don't know all the intimate details. I know a lot of them, but not all of them. So I can't, I won't comment if I don't know everything. Um, other things that I discuss, I'm telling you what I heard or saw. I heard with my own ears or saw with my own eyes. So, but yes, this is an example of what I'm talking about. You know, they're sitting up there and they they think they're kings or generals. And they have people to just, you know, on a whim, oh, do this, do that. I mean, you hear things. I'm telling you, you see things. A guy uh, hooks a female guard. She's bringing him cigarettes or pot or whatever. You know, he might be, you know, having relations with her there in prison and Somebody gets jealous, envious, starts hating, and uh, they don't know. They won't go tell, get them in trouble, get her in trouble. Of course not, because they're going to take her when they get rid of him. So they'll make up some bogus shit and get him fucked off, stabbed or beat up, get him off the unit anyway. And now she's there. And, of course, they approach her. Hey, man, we know what was up with you and old boy, but that's cool. We're good. We ain't going to say nothing. We're just going to keep things rolling just the way they were. And that's it. There it is. It's the beginning. I hope you understand that this is mainly a deterrent. I want people to see how fucked up that place is. I mean, it affects you. I don't care how strong you are. And you got to be strong mentally to survive. Man, when I was back there in SAG for six and a half years... Man, I'd see dudes, their hair starts falling out in, in clumps. You know, their hair, be, their skin, it'd be smooth where it just fell out. And the nurses say it's stress. And man, I don't know. But, and, and then they cut themselves. And that's where I wrote. That's when I started writing, you know, because you got to fight the insanity. You know, I mean, you're already a little crazy to begin with. Then they put you in a room like eight feet by ten feet or six by eight or six by ten i don't know but it's a bunk in the toilet and a little table in there so there ain't a whole lot of room but you're in there you know i did six and a half years in there and seg like that you know and but that's where i wrote that's where i wrote my book lenny i started writing lenny by hand and i take that back lenny was my second novel so the first one it was actually an accident i had a pen pal and i was writing her and uh she had told me that she had got a hold of some money it's kind of a settlement or something so i'm thinking well i'm gonna get some of that money so i told her hey uh why don't you send me about 300 i'm gonna buy a typewriter because i'm i'm uh i'm gonna write a book and uh she writes back and it's like well, what's the book about you know, so I just came up with something off the top of my head. And uh, sure enough, you know, she sent me the money. But I woke up one night and thought, man, that was a pretty good idea that I told her. 
So I didn't have nothing better to do back there in SEG. So I started writing on just tablets and and a blank legal paper. But by the time I started writing, I'd already been in ad SEG for two years. Okay? So that first novel, The Nation of Aslan, that took me two years to write. Okay? And then I wrote Lenny. And Lenny only took me one year to write. I thought something was wrong. It was just flowing too quick and too easy. But I'll get back to Lenny later. What I'm saying is that I had already seen a lot. I'd already experienced a lot in prison. So I'm positive that my not only was, was my writing tainted or about to be tainted, but the way I perceived things, the way I, my rationale, everything had been corrupted a little bit by that place you know it's not just the things going around you that you're fighting it no because on top of that if you have these officials that they mess with you and you know you can't touch them on the units i was at there was cameras everywhere if you killed one if anything happened you were going to get caught now other units where there aren't cameras the officers don't do that. They don't act that way because they know what will happen. But on the new wave units, cameras everywhere, inside and out, oh man, they, they act up because they know if you touch them, you're getting a life sentence. If you kill them, you're going to the death chamber. So just think about that one.